Will more than two banks fail? Is it time to buy gold? Recently, the FDIC took over two banks that were in trouble. Now we have reports that an additional 20 regional banks have in excess of $650 billion in bond losses. The Fed admits that their increase in interest rates have done little to bring inflation under control. They may well increase the amount and frequency of interest rates. Isn't it time to consider gold in your portfolio? From January 1st, 2023 to today, the price of gold is up twice as much as the S&P 500. Go to blacksandwhites.us, click on the gold bar, and reach out to Advisors Metals and ask Ira, is gold right for you? Call now. It's important. Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who want to deal with only the facts, and it's time for you as Americans to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. Welcome back to Black and White, and we have a special guest today. Um, it was tough to get a hold of, and, and uh, we got him for a short period of time. Chadwick, tell us about your book and how you decided to write it and how the events of the last few months have affected the book. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, it's called Tucker. It's a definitive biography of Tucker Carlson, and I've uh, been working on it for over a year. Um, you know, my publisher reached out to me and basically said, um, you know, we think Tucker is the most important and influential person in American politics, and there needs to be a book written about him. And, you know, I agree with them on that, and they wanted me to do it. And I was very honored and surprised. And um, I had a relationship with Tucker previously, uh, just by being on his show. I'd been on his show for basically the entire run. Um, and I was even on the last episode, weirdly and coincidentally. You know, I called up Tucker and he was game. Uh, and uh, for the next year, he just really let me into his life and really trusted me. Um, you know, he hasn't seen a word of the book, nor has he asked to. And uh, we were basically done with the book when all this happened. I'd actually, I'd submitted my manuscript in March and we were going through the editorial process and revisions. Uh, and then this news broke uh, that his show was being taken off the air. So I got the chance to interview him twice since then and um, update the book, added new chapters, made sure it was relevant. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's sort of the story of it. I was just curious, uh, since you had the book done before he uh, was fired, uh, you had to go back and, and write a different ending, I guess. Well, we had to add, so we added two new chapters about what happened, uh, the aftermath, his reaction to it, what happened on that day. Really, we didn't have to change that much because it's, you know, we had to go in and basically change, um, when we talk about his Fox News show, change it from past tense or present tense to past tense. But really, uh, it didn't change much of what was already written because it was a book about, you know, more than just the Fox News show. It was a book about his life, family history, him as a man. Uh, not necessarily, you know, him as a Fox News employee. So, uh, you know, at first there was panic when we saw the news that his show was taken off the air. And then the more we thought about it, uh, we realized that, yeah, we just really have to add more. We don't really have to change much that was already there. Now, I understand that he's doing, there was a story that uh, last yesterday or Saturday, I'm not sure which, where Fox News is trying to stop him from doing his Twitter feed. Right. Yeah, they sent a cease and desist because Tucker is still a Fox News employee. He's still under contract. He's being paid to not have a show. Uh, his contract ends after the next presidential election. Uh, so Fox had sent this cease and desist, basically claiming that he was uh, rendering services and in violation of his contract. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I think legally speaking, that doesn't necessarily constitute rendering services if he's not getting paid or employed by someone else. Uh, it seems that his argument might be that he is simply uh, ex 
presenting his political opinions on the issues of the day on Twitter, right. uh, mm-hmm. the way that any Fox News host is allowed to do and that they do do. Uh, so uh, my sources that are close to Tucker have told me that Fox has stopped sending those letters after they initially were sending them, probably because whatever they send, someone's going to put up on the internet and it just sort of continues to make Fox look quite bad. Right. I was surprised that they decided to terminate him. I, I understand the logic of Fox News and what they were trying to do or trying to prevent. I look at another personality who used to be on Fox News who was terminated. He had a pretty strong audience on Fox News. When he finally landed, he became a bigger star than he was when he was on Fox News, and that's Bill O'Reilly. And I'm, I was thinking that Tucker could do the same thing. I mean, he, he basically, all he needs is a camera and a chair and a couple of lights and he can do a show anywhere. Um, is he thinking about creating his own network or going to another network to, to, to bring about his show? What, do you, what is he telling you? He, uh, another example, too, is also Glenn Beck, who is now synonymous with The Blaze, the company that you founded. Right. And uh, I, you know, uh, from what I'm told from Tucker's team is that they are starting off on Twitter. They plan actually very soon to uh, expand. They, they just said they didn't give me specifics, but there's going to be some, some uh, big development soon on the Twitter show. What they told me before is that they're going to start off there, but they're not committed to staying there. Uh, what my... Um, what I suspect is going to happen is that they're going to launch their own um, their own network or channel similar to the Blaze or perhaps Daily Wire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what my intuition tells me is going to happen, but they Tucker's not told me that personally. Okay, uh, but that's your intuition. You think that's a likely scenario? Yeah, he's already bringing on um, a bunch of his old. He had about twenty five people who worked on his across his three shows on Fox. He had two on Fox Nation, then the evening show. Um, nine earlier, nine of those people had already left Fox to join him in whatever he's doing next. So he's, uh, you know, they, they did this on their own. He didn't recruit them. Uh, uh, just recently this week, Fox announced that they'd fired the remaining people who had worked on his show. And um, I imagine all those people are going to come calling and looking for jobs. So I think he's assembling the old crew. And obviously that would be preparing for something bigger than just the, the monologues he's doing now on Twitter. Is this, uh, I've read yesterday that the viewership. I also noticed, uh, I think it was over the weekend that Fox announced the new lineup for evening lining off there. They're moving Laura from 10 to 7, and then they've got uh, uh, Jesse Walters is going to take over the uh, the time slot for, for Tucker, and Greg Grudfeld is moving from 11 to 10. Hannity still plays at his 9 o'clock time. I want to be careful what I'm saying here is uh, I have watched Tucker for a long time and I have watched Jesse Waters in two dramatically different personalities. I, I just don't see him ca- recapturing Tucker's audience in that time slot. He's, he just doesn't have the, the, in my opinion, doesn't have the style or the panache that, that Tucker had and nor does he have the experience. Uh, and switching the around uh, uh, around with Gutfeld and, and Laura, uh, I, I don't know that that generally is going to generate a, a lot more interest. There seems to be a lot of interest in Newsmax and other alternative networks that are attracting people like Tucker uh, to join their networks and give them pretty much a free raid. Do you think he was he felt constrained working at Fox? 
Well, he, um, uh, and also actually one of the producers who left the show did go to Newsmax to work on Eric Bowling's show, that left Tucker's show. Um, I don't think he really felt constrained. You know, when I talked to him, there was never any uh, executives who were looking over his shoulder telling him what he could and couldn't say. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble a couple of times, but, uh, but they always recovered. Um, so, you know, I don't think that he, he was given a lot of freedom to say and do what he wanted on the show. With that said, when you're in that environment and you're in especially this massive corporation and you sort of know who owns it and who your bosses are, you're naturally going to self-censor to some degree. Uh, and that's what I'm sure happened. Um, but, uh, you know, he never expressed to me that he was ever coerced or told he couldn't talk about something. Mm. How are the uh, pre-sales going? Uh, they seem to be going very well. Um, I, I was super delighted when we knocked out Michelle Obama from number one in, in political biographies. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of all I really wanted to do. And that was great. <laughs> and, and you're not even published yet. You're not, exactly. not even available. Yeah, we're still pre-sale right now. Were you surprised that that, that happened? Michelle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I guess I thought there'd be, you know, some interest in the book. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I think we did a good job. But of course, you know, this news coming along was strange and and um you know the timing now of course is a lot of interest in him and uh and people are missing him they miss they i think a lot of people are feeling an eight o'clock hole in their evening schedules and you know he was i agree yeah yeah uh, myself included not just as someone who worked with him professionally so you know i hope when people pick it up that they um you know get a good sense of who he is as a man and and um and a better sense of where he came from uh you know that was sort of my goal i didn't want to keep it super topical, although that's in there, but I just wanted sort of, I wanted to have um, a, uh, you know, longer shelf life to be more about just this person and who he is and where he came from. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to... I found that I actually enjoyed the podcasts more than the show. Oh, yeah. That's more a Tucker being himself. Yeah. Yeah casual and 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 um uh he has had a uh, an interesting career in broadcasting from liberal to conservative to liberal back to conservative and um what was the most difficult thing to capture you thought about tucker Ooh, uh well i think that that you know he wouldn't you know, his wife kind of gave me some insight into into sort of things that he wouldn't talk about publicly, you know, maybe the things that, that trouble him the most or worry him the most. And I put some of that in the book. I don't think it's anything that he would mind if that was out there. But, um, uh, you know, his relationship with his estranged mother being one. Uh, and also, I think probably what um, probably the hardest thing in his life is probably um, his children dealing with who he is uh, and him navigating that as a father. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's their peers, you know, hating them because of who their dad is or only wanting to be associated with them because of who their dad is. Right. Um, so, you know, that's something that people around him would talk to me about. Um, but, you know, he, he um, you know, 
doesn't like to, to bring his, his family into stuff. I understand. He um, very outspoken. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know where he stands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. His those monologues. That's you know, that's 100 percent him. He writes all of them. If you ever want to know what he feels about any particular issue, it's, it's all out there, you know, which is why I wanted to kind of get underneath that and, um, you know, s- explore more of who he is rather than his opinions on X, Y or Z. Having taken a year to write the book, what was the most challenging thing you had to do with him? <laughs> with him, I'll just say, get it done on time. <laughs> with him, I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what the biggest challenge was. It was getting uh, people who dislike him to speak to me and even old bosses and old editors. No one would talk to me. These, there are people who are actually hired. Their job by Media Matters and other places is to do nothing but stalk Tucker Carlson and report on what he's doing and take 15 second sound bites to try to make him look bad. Um, none of those people would talk to me. Uh, they would all clam up and run away. Um, very few people that, that even um, are privately his friends want to be publicly associated with him. You know, liberals or people used to work with at CNN. So a lot of them wouldn't speak. Um, so the people who, who professionally hate him, getting them to talk was probably the biggest challenge. There were uh, a bunch of stories around that he didn't care for Donald Trump at all. Yeah, those were from these text messages that he sent, which uh, I did address that. In fact, I was with him physically when those text messages were released. They were released as a part of Discovery in the Dominion suit. And he had said things about Trump, like, I hate him passionately. He, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but, you know, he destroys everything. Uh, so I asked him point blank, and I put down basically every single word that he said about Trump in those exchanges. Um, and a lot of it, I think he was very honest about Trump. He, you know, he had really nice, really entertaining stories and nice things to say, but he was also super critical of him and and his job as president to me. Um, my impression of those text messages is that Tucker is, you know, he's very emotional and reactive. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading those in the way that like, you're in the heat of a moment and you're texting your colleagues that you're angry about someone or expressing frustration. You know, I don't think he hates Trump passionately, truly. Uh, and Trump clearly doesn't think so. He was on his show after that. But, you know, he told me he thinks he was, you know, he, he sort of evaluated his presidency for me and told me where he thinks he's strong and where he thinks that he's not quite so strong. Was there anyone on the uh, on the lineup between Laura and Hannity and Gutfeld that um, he was particularly close to or nobody? He didn't really I, didn't really talk to me about them. He, he wouldn't really talk much about other Fox News hosts. Uh, you know, it seems like him and Mel- Megyn Kelly are pretty close. Uh, they seem to have a good friendship. Uh, same with Janice Dean. Uh, with the primetime people, um, I, have, I have a couple of funny stories about Sean Hannity in there. Um, but uh, Tucker wouldn't ever, you know, he was very uh, judicious about them. I didn't think he disliked them in any way. I just think that he was more focused on his own show. Um, he doesn't have a television. So and neither is home. So like he doesn't watch primetime. He doesn't really know what the other hosts are doing. Um, he, doesn't doesn't watch tele- he doesn't watch, you say he doesn't watch television? He does not watch television. He doesn't own a television. Neither he nor his wife watch television. So, so he, he doesn't does watch really his, does he watch his own show? No, he doesn't watch his own show. Wow. And neither does his wife, but she reads all of his monologues. <laughs> why doesn't he watch his show? Our they wife- don't like, they just don't like TV. They're very, um, his wife saw the show once. And that's only because she went to the studio and sat down and, and like watched it live. Um, but she's super supportive. She's his biggest fan. Uh, they don't like TV because they're sort of, uh, you know, they don't like the noise. Um, they think it's sort of cancerous and they're not really on social media at all. They don't, they don't look at all this jabber, you know, it's sort of just his job. 
um, you know, he, you know, if he has free time, he's not watching TV, he's out fly fishing or he's out with his dogs or hunting. Uh, you know, he loves nature and being outdoors, uh, reading both of them. Um, so yeah, you won't find TVs in either of their homes. Wow. What do you think, uh, does he have any opinions on our current president? Oh, plenty. Uh, the best part was talking about Hunter Biden, because he and Hunter Biden used to be friends. Uh, and one thing that they had sort of bonded over was sobriety. Tucker's been sober for over 20 years. It's obviously something that Hunter has struggled with on and off for a long time. Um, so I got him to talk a lot about his relationship with the Bidens and especially Hunter. You know, his opinions on the current president is that he's, you know, anything that most same person thinks he's absolutely corrupt, sort of a buffoon, kind of a joke in Washington. Um, but, you know, does agree that that his family really loves him and that they're a very close family. Um, and, uh, um, you know, he, he was sort of saying to me that, you know, the Bidens were never pro-abortion. They were never anti-gun. And now suddenly they're all trans rights advocates and whatever. So he was sort of sort of traced the Bidens that he used to know into what they become today uh, was sort of what what I got him to talk about. Has he spent, I know we've got just about a minute, uh, I just want to check with you. Mm -hmm. you. Do you have a sense of not what he's going to do, but what he would like to do? Well, I know he wants to be his own boss now. So the thought of joining another network, um, you know, I don't think that's really in the cards for him. Yeah, I think I he's looking forward to this freedom. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think he's still, you know, I know that if he, you know, wants to spend all of his time in Maine, uh, and doing what he does out there. Um, but I don't think he's quite ready to leave uh, his career yet to disappear into the woods. You know, he loves what he does. Uh, and he's, last time I spoke to him, he's, you know, just really quite frustrated. He's being prevented from working right now. Mm. You know, uh, just as a sidebar, I, I, I don't know whether he knows this or not, that the uh, Department of the Interior and Fish and Game and Forestry want to pass rules that you can no longer use since Hunter likes to fish and hunt, you can't use lead, lead sinkers or, or uh, on your fishing line, and you can't use lead bullets in your gun. Um, and wow. I, I wonder if he's aware of that, that they're trying to do that. So anyway. I'll have to send that to him. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, we are, we are having a, had a wonderful conversation. With Chadrick Moore, he's got a new book out. It will be out in next month, I assume, right? Uh, yep. Uh, you you can pre-order it now. You can go to uh, tuckerthebook.com or anywhere you get your books. And if you pre-order now, it'll show up on July 19th at your house. Super. Thank you so much for joining us. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. All right. You too. We'll be back. Why do Democrats hate Americans so much? When Hillary was running for president, she said half of Donald Trump's supporters were, quote, a basket of deplorables. Recently, Joe Biden, at a speech in Philadelphia, told America that half of us are semi-fascist terrorists. Under the First Amendment of the Constitution, we have the right to express our opinions. And if we disagree with the left, they don't have the right to take away our freedom of speech. Clearly, the statement by Hillary and Biden are designed to silence the conservatives in America. Many Americans find it easier to go along with the left and give up their right to disagree. What would America look like today if our founding fathers would have given in to the king and not fought for their freedom? Today, we must fight to take America back. Join the new generation of patriots who believe in the Constitution. Join the new revolution in America. Fire your shot for freedom. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com 
That's bwradionetwork.com and give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.